Well, here we are. It is December 30th, 2020. We are just a few hours away from the year 2021. And I know that many of our viewers and listeners are probably very excited about the fact that 2020 is almost over. And this is great. We're doing something absolutely new here with Lithos Cry. Welcome to the Raven's Heart Podcast. We're going to talk about what this is in a little bit. And I've got a very special co-host with me tonight. Stacy Fannin from Revelation Resistance and the Orchid Rain Podcast. Stacy, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Glenn. It's such an honor, and it's just awesome to be on here. That intro, man, got me so stoked. I'm I'm, I'm still excited <laughs> from it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I was uh, telling my wife the other day, I just felt so free in putting that together. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, is we're going to talk about freedom. We're going to talk about escaping religion and how much that has been that we've discovered that is in both you and I. And here's something that I've noticed that as we've been starting to move out of 2020 into 2021, God has started to do new things. And this is the one of the things, Stacey, that that I've started to figure out is that God's spirit is always moving. And you posted a video the other day on your Facebook page of the guy in the wind. Remember that? And he was trying to walk into the wind and getting resisted. But then as he went away, he got, you know, pushed by the wind and it hit me. I was like, that's the way God's spirit works. What happens is his wind blows one way. and We get all these ideas of, well, this is the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this way in my flesh. And we get resisted. We have to cooperate with God. And just a few weeks ago, we had you on with Ziggy from uh, who used to be with Soul Creed and God changed that. And we were talking a little bit about things that God was changing with you. And I was like, no, oh, that's interesting. We must be doing pretty good over here at Lithos Crowd because the only thing we've had to change is pretty much the lineup for Rockfest. And then like two weeks later, I'm with you on the phone. Like, dude, I got to change everything. Everything's getting changed the way that we do things and the way that we handle things. And I want to go back and I want to focus on this a little bit more because I think this is going to be very important for our viewers and our listeners hey and if you're viewing for the first time on youtube please go down and subscribe uh the button should be uh, down there somewhere uh also on facebook you can follow us on facebook um uh, our page at lithos cry but i want to go back stacy what was it that god was showing you that you needed to change and why did you change it because to me on the outside everything looked fine yeah well pretty much i mean i you know, my church fell apart about five or six years ago, and it uh it had a very detrimental impact on me as an individual. And um, I really tried to go it alone. I really tried to um, navigate, you know, ministry and all these things by myself. And, you know, in doing that, um, Yahweh kept speaking into my heart, you know, that he wanted me to start revelation resistance and uh man it <laughs> that has looked a lot of different ways from a uh you know just a no matter what it has looked like it is ultimately ultimately meant to be a safe place a family unit for um believers and people you know pretty much i envisioned it to begin with as some place where you know for people that have been hurt or devastated by you know, religion or just bad things that happened to them, you know, in church or whatever. And uh, it's pretty much my story, you know, 
I mean, the first however many episodes I've done of Revelation Resistance has been um, just me sharing about the woes and the different things that I went through as an individual, you know, to, to definitely get to where I'm at today. But uh, Yahweh started to speak to my heart. I had built Revelation Resistance up. I, I had, you know, a lot of common interest in mind with people like uh, Pastor Matty Montgomery and Tommy Green from Sleeping Giant. I had piggybacked off a lot of their um, followers and stuff like that and uh, really tried to build this thing and, and to try to get like-minded people on board with, uh, you know, what I felt like God was doing through me because that was the best that I could come up with at the time, you know, to try to get followers and to get people on board with what I felt like God was doing through me to incorporate family together and stuff like that. So um, in doing that, I built this thing and God really used it. I mean, I have a lot of wonderful, wonderful people. Glenn, you being one of them that uh, God has put into my life, people that I love dearly, family, people that I can truly call family that I have met and, uh, you know, got to know throughout the years of doing the Revelation Resistance podcast. So to get to the point, um, this year, Yahweh started to deal with me on tearing everything down that I had built up myself. I'd build it up in my own power. I'd try to piggyback off Manny Montgomery's followers and Tommy Green's followers and anybody that liked Christian metalcore or anything like that. So basically what I did was I tore down everything that I had built up, <laughs> which it was, I had to, I started a new revelation resistance, Instagram and website and stuff like that, just to uh, kind of reset and, let all these people and these things go of other followers and stuff like that. So um, just, you know, and through that process, Yahweh started to reveal to me that he, this was his thing. He was working this. He was doing this. He was building the revelation resistance. All I had to do was just be obedient. And, you know, through loving people and my, my, my current church family and stuff like that, um, my pastor uh, preached a message on finding your seat. And when he did, and he's talking about, you know, I was like, man, I need to find my seat. And through finding my seat, I had to let go of everything that uh, that I had built up in myself and just kind of let Yahweh do, do what he was going to do in my life instead of uh, me trying to do it all with my physical hands and my strategies and all these different things. That was long-winded. <laughs> so thank no, you for no, exactly. I was taking I was taking notes, and our listeners can see that I am the Raven Lunatic. There it is, right there. There's my Raven Lunatic notes because there's some things that I want to piggyback off of later on in this podcast about. Well, we're going to turn the tables in a little bit. And you're going to start interviewing me, and that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, really, for our viewers, this is our New Year's edition, a day early of New Year's Eve, and. Stacy, you've probably experienced this in our viewers too, as you go to the New Year's service and like, this year's going to be a breakthrough for you. It's going to be awesome. You know, stimulus checks are going to start falling from the sky for everybody. It's going to be great. Well, think of it this way for our viewers and our listeners. This is our breakdown edition. I really yeah. believe, Stacy, that as we move into 2021, what God does is up to us and our cooperation. 
okay? It has nothing to do with anything in our own power, but it has to do with what you started to do last year is in cooperating with God and realizing that, wait a minute, I am just the minister. I am the vessel. I am the conduit in all of this. And that started to hit me a few weeks ago. We've got some really cool interviews coming up next week and the following week where I really started to feel comfortable myself in that. And some ministry went back and forth. It was like lightning and it was just really neat with the guests that we had. So I want to go back to something here. You left, you know, when you started Revelation Resistance, it was your step out of religion, out of a religious system. And now while you're in the process of developing the resistance, viva la resistance, uh, while you were developing that, you have to step back again from religion. What was it that God showed you specifically? It's like, hey, Stacy, let's back up here, man. You know, you're getting back into this again, or this is, what was it that he showed you? That it's not based on my performance. It's based the success of my, the ministry that God is doing through me in my life is based on who he is to me and understanding and having the purest revelation that I can of who he is in my life. You know, we get on these things and it's easy to think, man, I've got to, I need to do this to get all these followers. I need to, you know, get this person to help me get breakthrough in YouTube and, and just all these things, you know, and, and really just think that, you know, it's going to take all these strategies to make you a successful minister for the Lord. I mean, if, if Yahweh's called you to do something, he's going to do it through you. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about that part. It's not based on my performance. It's based on, you know, just like Gideon when he was at the wine press, you know, he was doing, he was doing something. He was doing a, an honorable thing. He was threshing wheat at the wine press in secret so that people could still eat. But Yahweh called him to something bigger and Gideon was not going to come into that revelation until he understood and remembered the power of God and who he was. Yeah, absolutely right. And Stacy, I want to encourage you, and this is something that I've had to struggle with, all of the different steps that you've had to take, you know, in the world, they would view that as mistakes be like, well, you didn't do it right the first way and now you're rebuilding and now you're going God's way. Um, when you're pursuing the Lord, and I want our viewers and our listeners to understand this, the Bible makes it very clear that if you draw close to God, he will draw close to you. This is not some wicked game of him, of you trying to figure out which is God and who is God and where is God. It makes it very clear. You draw close to him, he will draw close, close to you. But every step and every stop that you made in what you were doing brought you to where you are now. And if you didn't go through those things and if you didn't realize those things in the whole process that you're working to minister towards others, he's working on you at the same time. Yeah. 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 And I think it's, it's easy, you know, a lot of people, you know, tend to think that, you know, men of God have all the answers. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I have the answer, and that is him, you know, yeah. and, you know, encouraging others to be, to gain a, a more intense intimacy with who God is, you know, so that they can understand it ain't about, uh, you know, 
watch my five step <laughs> my listen to my five step podcast about uh you know how to uh how to be a godly man if you want to be a godly man you get close to him exactly like you, what you just said yeah, it's, it's about relationship and all that stuff everything that's performance based is religion that, that's really what it boils down to religion has so many different aspects to it where it's all about the external we're going to talk more about that in a minute but something that i realized because when i was thinking about the questions that I was going to ask you and, and where this was going to go. I was thinking about, okay, well, Stacy had to step out of religion. As he was doing it, he had to step back from religion again. And I'm like, wait a minute, I did the same thing. I stepped out of religion. And now I'm having to step out of that again in my own life. What What's the deal here? And I was reminded of when Jesus said to the Pharisees, when he scolded them and said, you vipers, you brood of vipers. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is something that I had talked about in the past. When a, when a viper bites you, its venom gets in you and it very slowly kills you. And it's yeah. very difficult to get that venom out. So for those of us who have been exposed and even leaders in religious type systems, we've got that venom that's still in us. And God is purifying us in the process of doing all of this. He's purifying us. He's taking that venom out. And another thing, Stacy, I want to ask you because maybe the case for you, I know it's probably the case for me. Do you believe that in this process of you seeing that, oh, wait a minute, I'm stepping into a religious type performance based system again as a test of what you were going to do, whether you were going to continue in the way that was familiar or the way that you, you know, or just continue to pursue Yahweh and draw close to him? Do you believe it was a test of faith? Yeah, I think too. I mean, I don't regret, uh, you know, any of the things that have brought me to, you know, of course, where I'm at as a as a person, you know, doing what I feel like God wants me to do. Um, sure, you know, it's just a process of getting to know Him. And uh, what was your initial question on that? It was, you know, do you believe this was a test where God put before you, okay, you can choose my way or you can choose your way? Right. Um, maybe. I just, I think that, you know, it's easy to, especially when you don't, you're not surrounded by people who are encouraging you to um, go after go after God in a hardcore way. <laughs> uh, it's easy to, you know, I'd lost my self-confidence. I had lost uh, a lot of things that, you know, when I stepped into doing Revelation Resistance, man, I was scared to death. I didn't know, you know, I was like, man, I'm not worthy. Well, none of, nobody is. And that's not a cop-out, man. I mean, it's, you know, goes back to, Due to performance, I'm not I'm not worthy, but I am held accountable for what Yahweh has asked me to do, and that is, you know, fulfill whatever it is that He wants to do through the Revelation Resistance Ministry. And until that's fulfilled, and you know, when that is fulfilled, it'll be done, and you know, we'll do whatever's next. So, uh, to, I don't know, Glenn, if it's a test or I don't I don't know that God tests us like that. I mean, I know. I know Jesus was tempted, you know, and he was tempted, you know, with 
the temptations of Christ, like he was tempted with taking physical control of the situation. That's one thing that I see through the temptations of Christ. He was constantly tempted to take physical control of every scenario that the devil brought to him. And yeah, it's similar, you know, wanting to take physical control is, you know, following a religious system instead of, you know, being intimate with God, you know, feeling like that you need to do a podcast by Friday and God don't care whether you get a podcast done by Friday, even though he told you to do a podcast. <laughs> right. There you go. That's exactly. Being intimate enough with him to, to hear him say, let's do a blog today. You know, let's do something. Let's hey, draw a picture today. Hey, love your wife today. Hey, yeah. drop all this crap and um, hang out with your kid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, those are the most, you know, important things i think so i don't know yeah. Glenn, i don't know if i have a good answer for your question yeah man. no i mean it's, it's different because for me uh you know in everything that's been going on over here in in this world of lithos cry you know you start to see i learned my lesson the first time because i go back and i take a look at the situation that i was in 13 20 years ago and yeah. a lot of it could have been prevented by saying no but i just didn't know any better and now that when I start seeing those things, I'm like, no, we're not going that way. I could go that way and there could be things that I could benefit from from doing it. But I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not going that way. I've learned my lesson the first time. I'm going to say no to certain things right now and live differently and pursue this differently. So for me, maybe it was just, a, you know, a refining seeing if, hey, you know, have you learned what you needed to learn from the first go around? Uh, you know, it could be different for different people. It really could be. And one of the things that I do want to mention before we go further is we do have the ability for our viewers to comment. And we just got a cool comment from Ziggy saying, good to see you guys. Good to see you too, Ziggy. So if any of our viewers and listeners uh, want to weigh in, go ahead and do so. You can do so on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And Stacy, as I was preparing this uh, edition, I sent you a text with a couple verses of scripture from the book of Isaiah. I'm going to read it for our listeners, and I'd like to get your take on these verses because we're talking about doing new things, not doing things the religious way, not going into patterns, not going into performance or things like that. But I want to read these verses, and this is where God brought me when I was preparing. It's Isaiah 43, verses 15 through 19. So that's Isaiah 43. Look at that, Isaiah 43, 15 through 19 where God says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, the creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power, and they shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as tow. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. When I sent that to you, Stacy, what was what was Yahweh? What was God speaking to you? And what is he speaking to you through those verses? Just that, you know, I don't know that I really have anything awesomely profound to, to say about this other than it's exactly what he, he says. And I think you know, as creatures of habit, we're constantly, you know, I don't want to give up, you know, I'm 50 years old, man. Uh, I definitely like, uh, 
I seem to be becoming more nostalgic. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like loving that old Rambo film that I liked when I was 14 as a kid, you know, like First Blood or something, you know, <laughs> like, uh, kind of, you know, it's sentimental to you. And uh, I think that God's really, you know, saying that, that he is God and that, you know, he's making the way and he's going to make ways in places like, you know, in the wilderness and in the desert, you know, yeah. water in the desert and just these different things. And I think, you know, we just really need to be on the lookout, especially now in this time that we're in. Um, as far as uh, being on the lookout for what he's doing. And um, it's not, you know, I know that there's so many people that we're looking to in the last few months, a specific thing to happen. And we don't have to get really into this, but thinking that that thing is going to set everything straight here in this country and maybe even around the world, but that's not it. That's not what's going to set things straight. Um, you know, and looking out and seeing, you know, God showed me something, man, that blew my mind earlier this year about, the revolution that is going to change. <laughs> uh, now, of course, I'm going to throw this in here, man, because you always just put this on my heart so hardcore. But the thing that's going to truly change this country and change the everything that's going on is uh, men loving their families, loving their wives, loving their children uh, the way that God has intended us to love and take care of each other and it's going to bleed out into everything else and it's going to change you know it's going to change culture it's going to change you know the the face of everything that we see and that's got to do with kingdom people and kingdom living and you know all those things and stuff exactly. but, but yeah man that verse in isaiah man I've, I've heard that a friend of mine chad he preached on that one of the first times that i had ever really heard it preached and he was preaching about God doing a new thing, and I kind of looked at it as, yeah, he's doing a new thing. Well, he can definitely do something new if he wants. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> he can. He can. So. He can. You know, and I, I went down and I took a look at the verses after it, and it really spoke to me because it really ties into where we're at in changing years right now. Yeah. Um, Stacy, you probably remember a couple months ago, I did a couple podcasts about the Hebrew calendar and the Gregorian calendar. And I have to put my glasses on to look a little bit smarter now while I'm talking about this. Um, but in verse 21 of Isaiah 43, it says, and this is the reason why God's going to do a new thing. He says, this people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. That's what we've been built for. That's yes. Yep, that's this new thing that he's wanting to do. And then in verse 22, it says something very interesting. It says, but thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob, but thou hast been weary of me, Israel. And I believe as we move into 2021, God wants us to simply ask of those things that he desire, that we desire, those desires that he put in our heart. He wants us to ask him for them. He doesn't want us to walk around just kind of looking for it like, oh, wow, you know, uh, what's God going to do? Is he going to do something cool today? And it ties in with Psalm 81. And I talked about this a few months ago. Psalm 81. We are now in the Hebrew year 5781. And Psalm 81 
talks about what we're to do this year. On the Hebrew calendar, it says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Boy, this sounds a lot like Isaiah 43. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. But Israel, and we have to learn from this, but Israel would not hearken to my voice, and Israel would not have none of me. Probably because they were wearied by their religious practices that had nothing to do with God. I think a lot of people today, Stacy, are weary of God and hearing of the things of God because they've been hearing about religion. They haven't been hearing about the living God, the source of living waters. And then in verse 12, it says, so I gave them up to their own heart's lust and they walked in their own counsels. Then in verse 16 in Psalm 81, if they had opened their mouth, this is what would have happened. He should have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee. So this year, and this is something that I've been doing, is, okay, I will open my mouth. And that's part of that being in relationship with God. Because when we open our mouth, Stacy, and we ask God, that's taking it out of our hands. Yeah. It's really taking and putting it back in his hands. So th for those of you that are wondering, well, how about in our year 2021, you know, how does that correspond? Well, it's basically the same thing because you read what David wrote. It says, the king shall joy in thy strength, O Lord, and in thy salvation. How greatly he, uh, how greatly shall he rejoice? Thou hast given him his heart's desire, and hast not withholden the request of his lips. So, what you were just saying a second ago, Stacy, is where the change is going to come from is us reorienting ourselves to Jesus. And looking upward, and here's one of the things about religion is religion is all about us. It's all about me. It's really where we put ourselves in the position of thinking that we're God and we're making God's judgments for him. But we really have to take a look at who Jesus is. And this is something that I missed in my years of spiritual arrogance when I was in the, I'll, I'll use the word, what it was, cult. Um, very rarely did we talk about Jesus. You know, we talked about the blood. We talked about the atonement. We talked about that. We talked about the need for salvation, which was good. Yeah. But 90% of the Sunday messages were from the Old Testament. Nothing wrong with preaching from the Old Testament. But there was really never, I never heard a sermon there once on the Beatitudes. Very rarely would you hear anything about what the Apostle Paul wrote about how a Christian is supposed to behave. So what we had going on in that organization was a lot of religious people who thought they had to live really weird because of what they were hearing from the Old Testament. Oh, I have to live like the prophets of old and I have to go out and I have to scold people and I have to go do this. And uh, well, let, let's rewind here, sports fans. Uh, when you take a look at the, Jesus, uh, the people that Jesus scolded, it was the religious leaders and not the people of Israel. It was the people in the high places. Jesus, when he ministered, was very gentle. When you take a look at the woman at the well, very gentle with her. Um, she knew he was a prophet. The way that he spoke, he gave insight into her life. He spoke a word of knowledge of what was going on there. But in all the religious fervor from where I was, it was like, oh, yeah, we got to do this. we got to expose this. And this person needs to be exposed. Had nothing, nothing to do with Jesus at all. And that's where God wants us to go now, is what is the heart of Jesus? That's what being a Christian is. 
And it's really important that we realize that. And that is where the power is going to come. And one of the things that we talked about the other day when we were talking about religion, Stacy, was we brought up Simon the Sorcerer. And I want to talk about this for a minute because it's very interesting. And I went back and I took a look at that. I thought I knew that story until I went back and actually took a look at it. Okay. And you, you pointed out to me, Stacy, that Simon the Sorcerer was using religion for his own gain. Um, can you give a little bit of insight into that for our listeners? Well, just that he was, um, you know, running around and saying all these, you know, seemingly <laughs> awesome things, you know. And uh, Peter, was it Peter? Peter or Paul, one of them gave Peter him and real, John. Yeah, yeah, he gave, gave him a real harsh rebuke, you know. So you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, he he was definitely. Um, definitely mistaken, you know, on, on where he was at. Yeah. And going back after we had that discussion, when I went back and I took a look at the story, I never knew, and it's really not talked about much, that before he was converted, and he was converted, we can talk about that in another podcast, but yeah. before he was converted, he had everybody in Samaria that believing that he was a great man of God with his sorcery. Uh, it wasn't that he was like, hey, I'm a sorcerer. Let's go worship some demons and, you know, go build a, uh, a monument to Baphomet or do something like that. All of his work, he had everybody convinced that he was of God. He had yeah. them bewitched. And that's what religion does, Stacey, is it bewitches you. It's got all of these external trappings of, oh, wow, this is really cool. And look at all this awesome stuff. And man, I'm sure like, you know, I, I, I can almost guarantee that Simon the Sorcerer was probably like Yoda. In, in Star Wars, probably, probably could levitate. Do, I, I'm just, you know, going out there and venturing and guessing. But I want our listeners and viewers to understand this, is that you don't have to be a Jedi master to bewitch people. All right. Uh, you can have charisma and bewitch people. You can speak a lot of truth out of the wrong heart and bewitch people. You can show that, oh, I've got all of this Bible knowledge and I can use all of these big words when I preach and I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. But then when you go back and you take a look at the scripture, it's like, that's not what that person is talking about. There are a lot of people that are like that. They do these very long winded, never ending stories of, of messages. And it's kind of what I was exposed to in the cult. We would sit there for two, three hours listening to this guy pontificate. It's like, whoa, that was that was awesome. What was it he just said? You know, we, we couldn't remember anything. I fell asleep most of the time, probably a good thing. Um, but you can be bewitched by the way somebody speaks, their charisma and everything like that. And it really just hit me, and we talked about this, is that religion is where demons hide. Hmm. What are your insights on that, Stacy? Well, just that, you know, anybody... <laughs> Anybody who is trying to get you to, um, I don't, it's not my job to try to get you to think the way I think. It's really the Holy Spirit's job. You know, it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. So I'm utterly and totally dependent upon a supernatural presence to, um, get you to be set straight or, you know, to get your mind on the right path or your heart, you know, towards God. 
so yeah sure you know there are these things and people who you know can deceive you and um try to get you anything that is you know trying to get you to perform you know if i'm trying to get you to perform and be molded into something that i see i'm not the creator yahweh's the creator i can't dictate what God, God, you know, what God wants for Glenn's life. Now, of course, I can say, Glenn, we need to live righteous lives. You know, we need to, uh, you know, respect God in our marriages and in our homes and, you know, uh, these things and stuff, which, you know, through personal relationship with God and intimacy, uh, we're free from the law. You know, if, if you if you don't have that, then you're subject to the law. So in, in the law and all those things, uh, you're definitely bound by, you know, your actions and your ultimate and utter, complete and total failure over and over and over and over and over again. I've sat under, um, I've sat under preachers and inside of congregations where their job was to make you feel like a failure. And if you felt like a failure, you could go home, do what you want and then come back next week and get beat up again and feel like a failure. That's, that's not God's. That's not, that's no. not, it's not what I see, you know, in, in the ministry of Christ or in, um, you know, who Yahweh is now. He's very serious and he's a very awesome and scary individual <laughs> that's a whole other podcast but uh yeah man for sure uh i do really think probably more importantly that there is a a holy and supernatural agenda that is even going on as we speak tonight in people's m minds and hearts that the holy spirit is speaking to them that is above and beyond any technological thing that i can say to try to be as convincing and whatever is possible yeah i'm gonna go up and open up the comments here um from michelle our good friend michelle amen guys god's way is so much better than my way on soul wings i know that guy from armor of god he's like this is awesome guys thank you if you guys want to weigh in on this it'd be great i'm just getting used to these comments here and i like having viewer participation because yeah. if this is a community that's what this is about god is doing a new thing um yeah. this is not church but this is Fellowship. Well, I mean, we're two or more gathered together in my name. He's there in the midst of us. And, you know, we're going to talk about that in a few weeks. Sonny Iverson popped in, Glenn, listening on the ride. Good to, good to have you with us, Sonny. Um, we're talking about tonight escaping religion. And, Stacy, I want to hone in on two things that you just said that really kind of encapsulate religion. The first thing that you said was trying to get people to do what you want them to do or get them to think your way yeah. that is manipulation and control yeah if we think that we have to manipulate somebody or get somebody to think our way that is a work of the flesh and when you go to galatians chapter 5 it mentions witchcraft in galatians chapter 5 uh, as a work of the flesh and before that comes idolatry so i think there's a relationship between the two that are there and also often we've been like, oh, you know, those people practicing witchcraft on the outside of the church. 
Well, witchcraft, going back to Simon the sorcerer, uh, he presented himself as a man of God. But really what witchcraft is, it is a false spiritual authority. And it yeah. can go either way. And it involves the, the following of rituals, principles, and formulas. Boy, sounds like things that I've done in my past. And I, I believe we're all guilty of witchcraft in certain ways and not allowing God to do the work that he needs to do. And yeah. just really just that control and manipulation as, as a part of religion. And here's something else, too. I think demons like religion for this reason. They look for places to enter in. They look for cracks. Okay, that's that's where they hide. They look for openings. Uh, when you read in the book of Revelation about the Antichrist, when the spirit of Antichrist enters the man through the wound, uh, it's through woundedness. And when we go back to Simon the sorcerer, the source of his sorcery, well, that, that's a pretty good source of sorcery, um, was his jealousy. Okay, yeah. he wanted the power of God so he could become a great man again. He was having a hard time with being down at the bottom of the totem pole after being you know, the, 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 the big guy, the big shot in Samaria. And it was his woundedness that led him to, hey, I want to purchase the power of the Holy Ghost for my own purpose so I can be the big guy again. But it's really, it looks for openings. And when you take a look at James chapter one, verse, I love the book of James. James book uh, chapter one, 26 to 27, it says, if any man among you seem to be religious, Notice how he uses the word seen before the word religious. And that's what religion is all about. It's about, it's about appearances. And bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart. This man, man's religion is in vain. So to really tell the test of where a man is at before God, it's not the external stuff. It's the internal stuff. And that comes through what they, what they not used to that microphone there, comes through what they speak. Because the heart is a wellspring of you know of the soul that that of the tongue the tongue is going to speak what comes out of the heart so if what's being said does not line up with the external actions we've got a problem so when you really think about it integrity you know integrity means in a lot of instances that everything is consistent um the last thing i would want to do is fly in an airplane that did not have structural integrity <laughs> because it would crash yeah. You know, it means that it's going to crash. There's cracks in it. So in that lack of integrity, I believe that the demonic come in and what they do is they exacerbate the works of the flesh. And a lot of times it's like we see prominent religious leaders go off the deep end and do things that it's like, where in the world did that come from? How did we get there? I thought this guy was you know, pursuing the Lord. And then all of a sudden they're doing all this crazy stuff that gets them in big trouble. And it's because the flesh was exacerbated by those cracks in the integrity. And the only way to get that integrity, the only way to get everything working all together is out everything coming from the heart, uh, being positioned towards Christ, not the external. Because this is what, uh, what James said about pure religion, and he's qualifying it. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. And in that time, the fatherless and the widows were the most oppressed people. It's going out and having compassion, doing what Jesus would have done towards those people. It's the special forces motto, de oppresso liber, free the oppressed. That is what it's all about. Um, visit them in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. And Stacy, going back to what you were saying about Revelation Resistance podcast and what God's been doing in you, 
that's what you've been doing is you've been moving away from the world's ways of, oh, I got to do this marketing way. Oh, I got to get this out by Friday. Oh, we got to do this. That is moving away from the world. So that's what God wants us. That's what he wants us to do. And really in that positioning before Christ and Christ's heart, it's all what Paul says in the First uh, Corinthians 13 about charity. And I'd encourage all of our viewers and listeners to go and look. That's the way God wants you to live. That when you have all of those things, what what God said, what Paul says is charity, which is really an exposition of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. When you have all those things working together, you have the integrity. You have the external is going to match what what the internal is. So we're going to take a quick break. We've got a great, uh, we have to do a Rockfest announcement. We're really excited about this. We're going to do a quick Rockfest announcement for you guys. And then we're going to be right back. And we're going to turn the tables here. And Stacy is going to interview me and put me on the spot. And it's going to be time for me to get vulnerable. And we're going to talk about some of the changes that are over here with Lift Us Cry. We'll be back momentarily. With me is Miss Jenna Parr. And if you have not heard Jenna's music, you got to check this out. Changing like the sea When the world is crumbling I'm reminded Of who you are Jenna You can rock And melt people's <laughs> faces off and because you rock, because you can melt people's faces off, and because you have a heart towards the Lord, we have a very special announcement to make today. Where are you going to be on May 15th, 2021? I am so, so excited to announce that I am going to be at the Get Revelation Rock Fest in Charleston, South Carolina. We have added Jenna to the lineup for Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021. Ooh. This thing is going to be absolutely amazing. Now, for all of you that are out there thinking that we're absolutely nuts for doing this because the world is on shutdown, we are moving in faith, and Jenna was brought to us by the Lord. It's just amazing how he's worked this out. And here is the lineup on my copious notes. You like my notes, Jenna? Look at that. I got, <laughs> I, I got copious notes here. And of course, the headline band for Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021 is the letter black. We also have Zana coming. We have Warhol, Armor of God, The Last Trumpet, and Ziggy. And now we have Jenna, introduce yourself. <laughs> Jenna Parr. All right. Woo! Yes, we have Jenna Parr. And now <laughs> is the time for you to get your tickets for Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021. It's not too early because right now we are only selling 800 tickets, only 800 tickets available right now. And you can get them at our website at Lithos Cry. And if you have trouble spelling that, it's right here. Look at that, huh? Lithoscry.com. <laughs> Or on our Facebook page at Lithos Cry, you can get the tickets through the Eventbrite link right there. And if you have any questions about the event, you can shoot me an email at lithoscry at gmail.com. Jenna, 
Do you have anything that you'd like to share with our uh, viewers and those that are going to be coming out to Rockfest? Uh, not much other than just I am so excited and I can't wait to see all of you. It's going to be a great event. It's going to be at the Han Han Amphitheater on May 15th, 2021. We're going to be opening up the gates there at about 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And it is going to be a full day of good rock that glorifies God. Jenna, we are so excited about having you and look forward to seeing you at Rockfest. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited. And for our viewers and listeners, again, lithoscry.com is where you can get tickets. You can also go to our Eventbrite link at lithoscry. And the headline band for this event, everybody, is the letter black. This is going to be a great event, and it is outdoors. See you on May 15th, <laughs> Jenna. See ya. Lithoscry.com Well, well, we are back. <laughs> I'm excited about Rockfest. Me too, man. I'm stoked. You're going, to be, you're going to be here for it. God is opening a lot of doors for that. And yes, go ahead uh, for our viewers that are uh, watching and our listeners, go ahead and get your tickets now because right now we are only selling the 800 tickets. We're doing that so that we can be socially safe and responsible at the Hannah Hannah Amphitheater. But as of right now, we are moving forward. There have been outdoor events in South Carolina and there are outdoor events scheduled. So we are moving forward in faith. And Stacy, with that, oh, and I have to mention next week, we are interviewing. We have a pre-recorded interview with Jenna Parvel. You're going to get to find out more about her. She is an awesome, awesome uh, artist. Hey, Orlando, thank you for joining us. Good to see you, brother. Welcome to the podcast. And for those of you that are just uh, tuning in, we are talking about religion. And at the beginning, Stacy was talking about why God had him change things up with Revelation Resistance. And now we're going to turn the tables and Stacy's going to ask me, what in the world are you doing over there? <laughs> all right. So, Glenn, we all love you and we have listened to um, the Get Real podcast. And um, I think you've been doing it for, what, two years now? Two years now. And uh, so pretty much there's been a lot of changes. One of the, I have a question. And uh, what, you know, when I first started talking to you a couple of years back, like there's Litha's Cry, then there was Get Real, and now there's Litha's Cry and Raven's Heart. What is the, what's up with Litha's Cry? Sure. That's, that's a really good question. And a lot of people asked me that when I first started this adventure, and I really didn't have an answer. But as we started proceeding with Rockfest, it started to come apparent to me what was going on and the way God set this up. And with the changes, it allowed for these changes. Lithos Cry is the overall umbrella. It's the overall ministry. And with Lithos Cry, it's kind of like a production company. I used to own and operate a production company in Charleston, South Carolina. Did a lot of TV commercials, did a lot of uh, uh, radio sales, did that, uh, placed a lot of advertising, even did a TV show here in Charleston. Um, and I didn't realize it until we started moving into all of these other different ventures, especially with Rockfest. When I had to go out and get a business license, I had the name already for the businesses with us cry that's that's what we are and it's like oh wait a minute there's other people that can come along and join us and do other things 
There's so much more that I think God wants to do with Lithos Cry. Lithos Cry is not about me. It's about the community. It's about the people. Um, I am here, and in my calling, there's two things that God has shown me very clearly that I have been called to do, besides rock. Um, that, that, that's, that's on another side. But the first thing is God has, God has called me to be a watchman. Uh, I have a military background. Uh, I have an intelligence background. And seeing that, seeing the way things work together, that is a gifting that God has given me. And that was a very easy field for me to walk into because of the intuition that God put into me. And there would be guys be like, how did you know that was going to happen next? Or how did you know this? Uh, wow, you had that set up just right. How did, how did that all come about? What was the intuition? It was the gift that God had put into me. And my heart to see people protected, to see people not harmed, that is the watchman's spirit. So that's part of the thing in the prophetic arts and part of the things that we started to do. You probably saw it just a few months ago where we started calling some shots on things that, that were happening in the world. And, and, you know, the world is whack when we started talking about things with that. Um, but then you take a look at the other thing that I've been called to do, and that is to draw out of people their giftings that they have. Uh, I'm very excited because even when you take a look in the studio, I have two pictures behind me. Um, of course, I've got the cool Lithos Cry poster, but I have two pictures that were drawn by my daughter and artwork in here by her. And it took a trip down to Florida to discover this. My name is Remsen, and I am related to Rembrandt, the famous Dutch painter. Probably why I like, yeah, probably like why I like Dutch symphonic metal so much. It just is because it's Dutch. Um, yeah. And where Rembrandt's statue was, it was a wax statue of, of Rembrandt. And it had above it considered one of the greatest of the modern prophets. So the gift of the prophetic, and I'm going to get my sister on here sometime soon, runs very, very deep in the family. Um, but I've spent years as a teacher, as an instructor, and really to help people discover what's going on in them and help draw that out of them. That is, that is my ministry. Um, Several years ago, I, I thought I was supposed to be a pastor, and that's what I was doing. And, you know, I thought that again a couple months ago, and God's like, no, 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 no. Um, that's not what I'm called to do. I am called to do this. And Lithos Cry is a prophetic arts community. And I am so excited about the community that's developed because, Stacey, you're part of that community. We've got so many great people. We've got uh, Orlando and um, Ryman who are with us tonight. Sonny, who's with us, Michelle, who's part of Scott Ziegler. I mean, it's just developed into this wonderful thing where I've been able to help people and see them, help them see the things that God's put in them. And I get so excited. Um, and I have to, I have to, I, I want to share this. You know, my friend, our friend Donnie Walker, who started working on us with the podcast up here uh, with the um, Rockfest. Uh, he was saved just several months before I had met him, and now he's going off to seminary. He's been called to ministry. And that I was used by God as a part of that is so exciting to me. And then to see that I've had the ability to do that to a degree with my own children. You know, my son Simeon's been on the podcast with us, and I'm helping draw out of him with that. My son Stephen helped set up this entire studio the way that it is right now. And then I have my daughter's artwork on the wall and the things that she draws are absolutely prophetic. I, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's really cool. You got Jupiter, a redhead girl and a man on the moon. What does that mean? I'm like, I get it. I totally get it. And I can, I can break it down. 
Um, so that's why Lithos Cry. Lithos Cry is a shell for so many other things. I really believe that in the future we're going to have a radio, an internet radio station. Uh, we're going to be collaborating with different ministries. And that's one of the things that I've had to walk away from in my religious spirit, Stacy, is, you know, where I came from, it was like, well, we're the only ones that know the truth and we're so special and there's nobody else out there. And I go back to Elijah after he had that great interaction on Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal, where he chopped all their heads off. And then he's like, there's nobody but me. And then he runs into this cave and there's what, 5,000 other prophets just like him, you know, um, that's what I've been discovering over the past several months is that, wait a minute, there is more than just me. There's more than just this. There's other ministries out there that are drawing close to God and that God is using as well. And I'm really excited about some of the teaming up and you're going to start seeing the, some, hopefully some of the fruits of that really soon. So basically Lithos Cry, long answer short, Lithos Cry is the shell. And, the, and that, you know, doing that gave us the opportunity to change. Hey, we're going to change. We're going to go away from Get Real and we're going to go to Raven's Heart. And who knows, maybe a year might be something different, but it gives the opportunity for other people to come along and start developing their ministries. I'm hoping to have other podcasts featured, uh, other podcasters and things like that. One of the things I'm really excited about, and I know Ziggy, who's out there, uh, we are going to be, Lithos Cry is going to be shooting its first music video this coming Saturday with Winter's Resurrection and working with Ziggy next week on his first music video as well. So a lot of things coming, yeah, a lot of things coming from Lithos Cry. So I hope that answered the question. It did. It did answer my question. So um, in light of, you know, your transition into where you're at now, um, how did God start leading your heart into that? I know you spoke a little bit about it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it started probably in September or October and I was like, you know, we really need to have a way for viewers to interact. Uh, we started doing video cause get real when we started was just an audio podcast. That's all it was <clears throat> on iTunes and different things. And, I was like, okay, yeah. that's really cool. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, we can do this whole video aspect. And we started doing video and my son, Stephen showed me some ways to get it out there. And I was blown away by the response on the first video that he helped me put up. And I was like, whoa, I had no idea that it would go like that. It wasn't like some magic formula. It's like, oh wow, somebody showed me <laughs> what I was missing. I was like, oh, Eureka, the, the, the missing link. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know, we need to move toward more towards the video. Uh, and, and do that because the return that we were getting off of it, we were, we were able to reach more people. Uh, people got more excited about it. And really my background is more of a video background. So it gives me the opportunity to play with different things and edit and create. I'm very visual in, in the way that I do things. So that was the first thing uh, in the change. The second thing, and, and uh, Get Real was great. Um, you know, I encourage everybody that's watching, go back and listen to Get Real, the Get Real podcast. But really, the, to answer that question, it was putting a new patch on an old garment. It was putting new wine in an old wine skin. Uh, Get Real was something that we started when we, you know, Dan and I, when we were at the cult church that we were in, uh, we were fortunate, we were blessed to be on terrestrial radio with it. And that was good for that time. And, and starting and doing this, I was like, well, let's do Let's reinvent it. Let's let's redo it. And now that I've been moving further and further away from that, I'm, 
And as I've been growing in the Lord, it's like, you know what? I really don't want much more to do with anything, putting away the former things and forgetting them. Like it says in the book of Isaiah, because God's doing a new thing. I wanted to move away from that and yeah. move more into what it is that God's stirring in me with the prophetic arts and, and with the prophetic and, and everything like that. And then it was like the whole heart, the Raven's heart. It's funny because when I started to move this direction a few weeks ago, I was like, okay, we're going to change the name of the podcast. I was driving home from work and I was listening to some praise music on the radio. Yes, I do listen to praise music as well. And God spoke very clearly, very clearly to me is you need to change the name of the podcast to Raven's heart. I'm like, uh, okay, I'll do that next month. And as I start working, no, you're going to do that now. And really, this this initial broadcast was supposed to go out next week. We were going to do it. That was the original goal. It's like, no, you're going to do that now. Do it now. Just follow me. Just do it. Yep. And I'm like, okay. And as I started developing it, I'm like, okay, this is flowing. This feels this feels more natural to me. Um, and even I feel I feel really free uh, up here tonight doing this conversation with you. I can't believe we are. What's the time clock saying right now? We are like an hour in. Yeah. And it feels like we've been here for like 10 minutes uh, in, in doing it. But it's the funny part of it is there's a song that was done by a German symphonic metal band uh, called Ravenheart, one of my favorite bands, Alexandria. Uh, yeah. And I have it on C. I listen to it all the time. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. And it took me back to that. I was like, well, what is the Raven's Heart? And the reason for the change is going back to what you were saying earlier. What is the focus? It's Jesus. And really the prophet's heart. And we're going to have Kelly Turney. He's going to be coming on from Raven Faith Records in a couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about ravens all night. Um, But really, you know, the the raven is the the bird of the prophets uh, in in the Bible. It was stolen um, by, by the darker forces. And we're reclaiming the raven, but the raven's heart is the heart of Christ. And that is that heart of charity. Um, and I started to really understand this and move in this. And I really want to thank everybody from the extreme tour that came into Charleston this year that I had the opportunity to serve um, and, and do that for and to give to and to make sure they had everything that they needed. And it felt natural. It really did um, to do that. And that's the same thing with Rockfest that's coming up. Rockfest ain't about me. It ain't about me getting a platform to preach the gospel. The gospel will be preached. I can guarantee that. But it ain't about me. It's about bringing these people in from all over the country and serving them so that their giftings can be drawn out to glorify God in the city of Charleston. I am just a conduit. Um, if it was, go ahead, Stacy. That's great. That's awesome. I'm excited. I, I am too. I am too. Hit me another. Hit me with another one, man. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's see. So pretty much, um, this is definitely. I mean, we're at the new year, and you are definitely transitioning into something totally new, totally different, on a lot of levels. Um, you've chosen to. Uh, take the new wine and put it into a new wine flask. So if you could, um, my pastor spoke Sunday on us as Christians 
struggling on ending things well. <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times we try to find uh, something wrong with something, or you know, try to find some way to tear it down, or uh, you know, like if you're at a church and you know that's not where you're supposed to be, but you have to move, you know, to a different place. Um, you just start picking things apart. Um, and he was talking about, you know, we really need to end well. If you really want to end something, you want to end, end it well. So if you could end, get real and transition into Raven's heart, how do you end that well? You end that well with not going back and saying what we did was not good. Um, getting in your mind of like, oh, man, I really screwed that up. This is where I should have been before. No, I, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Stacey, is I do not regret anything that we did with Get Real. All of the Get Real editions are going to stay up because there is an there there is anointed word coming both from Dan and myself in in the Get Real podcast. A lot of ministry that took place. I don't regret any of it, and it's going to stay up. And who's to say Get Real may come back? Uh, yeah. You know, in in that form. And we have both Get Real and Raven's Heart. I I am open to that totally, um, but I can't go back and, and pick it apart. Uh, and say, well, yeah, that that that's old in doing that and saying, well, yeah, it's got all these problems, it's got all these flaws with it. Oh, we should have done it this way. I am very, very pleased with, with the way that it was done. And I know very clearly that when we started Get Real Back as a podcast, that um, it was what God wanted and where he wanted us at that time. And it's what got us, got everything to hear. And Dan is pursuing other ministry uh, avenues right now. And that's awesome. And, you know, I, I wish him the best in, in his ministry endeavors that he's that he's carrying out right now. Um, we, we both knew that there'd be a time possibly that we would have to. We talked about it like two years ago, maybe two separate podcasts, two different things um, so that he can freely express what's in his heart to do. And I can freely express what's in mine. I'm more of a metalhead than he is. Um, you know, and yeah, you know, the, the, the podcast was never about heavy metal. That was just the the focal point uh, at, at some times, but it was about the prophetic arts. So I think that's the best way for it to end well. I don't see it as an ending. I see it as a transition. And um, go back, you know, I encourage our listeners and viewers now to go back and listen to those editions because God did move. He, he did move through those. We, uh, we, we love Dan and we'll miss Dan. Yeah. We're so looking forward to what Yahweh is going to do with both you guys because I don't know why I just got this crazy analogy, but I'm going to use it. And uh, it's something I noticed the other day. We, me and my wife were going to Tennessee and uh, we were listening to 106.9. And uh, the reason why I say that is this. There was an awesome band back in the 90s called DC Talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I listened to them all the time. So these guys kind of parted ways. And you know what? Within one hour, of driving we don't always listen to the radio but we were this day three different dudes <laughs> from the same band in one hour uh you know on on the radio so you know it was really cool man dc talk was awesome they even did like a reunion tour uh this past year year before something like that um but uh hey man god is good and uh, I have the greatest expectations for you both. 
um, in yeah. the future. So, yeah, man. And the thing, one of the things that I that I look at it as is Paul had different sidekicks at different times in his ministry. There was Paul and Silas, and then there was Paul and Barnabas. And uh, you know, it works different ways because God's doing different things, and God is definitely doing something something new in Dan's life. And uh, it's it's going to be exciting to see what what comes out of that and and how God leads that because I know that there was a lot burning in him. Uh, to do and now he's he's out there and he's starting it and he's doing it and it's gonna be it's gonna be good it's gonna yeah. be good what comes of it God's in complete control of everything and uh, you know I, again I look at it as the Paul and Silas Paul and Barnabas thing um, and and God God had to split Paul and Silas and Paul and Barnabas up for a reason you know um, yeah. and we'll, we'll see what that is but it is for His kingdom you know and I I do know that yep. I think that's all my questions, Glenn. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, uh, if any of our viewers, before we wrap it up, if you've got any questions for us, just want to run through a few quick things here so that you can get used to this new format that we have. Uh, this is really exciting. We will be back next week, but it is going to be a pre-recorded interview with Jennifer. We've got two pre-recorded interviews uh, that we were wrapping up with Get Real. And, you know, going back to what you were talking about, Stacey, about ending it well, I was like, well, Maybe I'll just redo those interviews. And it's like, well, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Those interviews are not for me. It's not for Litho's Cry. It's for the artists that we interviewed. So, and, and both of them were just awesome times of ministry. Next week, we will be back on Thursday, uh, on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. with uh, Jenna Parr's interview. And then we will be back. Uh, we're going to take a week off. And then we'll be back uh, then with, let's see, I got it all written down here. Here we go. So uh, January 7th is going to be Jenna Parr. It'll be 7 p.m. January 14th, we've got Warriors of Light. Um, they are in Tennessee. What an awesome band they are. That's on January 14th. I'm going to take a week off in between because I have to go back to work. Um, and then on January 26th, uh, that's going to be a Tuesday evening. We've got Barry Dreyer from Reflection of Glory, and we're going to have a pre-album release party live with Barry. Uh, he's got a new album coming out called Escape the Dream, and we're going to listen to some samples from that. He's going to talk about the album. I'm going to review it uh, on, on, on the air here, and you as viewers and listeners will be able to ask very questions. Uh, I've had the chance to listen to the album, and it is absolutely amazing. Uh, it's Camelot, Nightwish, everything all wrapped up into one but with Barry's style and glorifying God. And it, I mean, it's just, just absolutely awesome. So we've got that for our uh, viewers. You can watch our podcast on YouTube. And then in February, we're going to be completely going live again. And on top of that, you'll still be able to download Raven's Heart on iTunes. We took down our Podbean account. We did that. But uh, we're still on iTunes and all of the other formats that were supported by iTunes. So you'll be able to download and listen to this again. So this is just a new way of us reaching out to you. I, I like this a lot better where I can see people and interact with people. Um, hopeful skeptic, love the sleeping giant hat, Stacy. Have you ever had a chance to meet the lead singer, Tommy? Uh, no, but I actually had the grand, awesome opportunity of having him on my podcast a few months back. And uh, we had a great conversation. I never got to see sleeping giant, man. <laughs> yes yes and i just figured out who hopeful skeptic is he said cheesy mcskinny pants reporting for duty um hopeful skeptic this is your 2021 breakthrough message 
everything's going to get broken down and God is going to allow us to do it his way by cooperating with him. And that's what I want everybody to realize as we as we move out of this podcast tonight. We're moving into 2021 and God wants us to position our hearts towards him and cooperate with his spirit and open our mouths and he will fill it. This is the year of depending upon God. And it goes to the first of the Beatitudes. We talked about that just a second ago. Blessed are the poor in spirit. And there's, Stacy. there's a lot of misconception about what that means. That does not mean that to be blessed, I have to go live in a tent in the middle of the woods with a shopping cart and have nothing. That's not what that means. Nor does it mean that um, I have to let everybody walk all over me like a doormat. It doesn't mean that at all either. But it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs shall be the kingdom of heaven. And what that poor in spirit is, I looked it up, is total dependency and reliance upon Jesus and not the flesh, not relying upon religion. Religion is different than relationship. And for our viewers, if you've got any questions for Stacy or I, you can reach out to me at lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com. And Stacy, how can our viewers get, get in touch with you? Uh, you can hit me up at uh, revelationresistance at yahoo.com. All right, people. And until next week when we have Jenna Parr, peace out and rock on. Peace out. Lithoscry.com.